How has life for you been in the last week? Has it changed much? It's been a lot different, guys. I can tell you, uh, you know, it's uh, the emails and the text messages have been really overwhelming. So, you know, a lot of a lot of people from the past that I haven't heard from from for a while have uh, have connected. So it's been nice, and uh, obviously, uh, I'm still a little bit numb with the news growing mm. up in this city and now having this opportunity is pretty special. And they all want tickets, and you've said no to eighty-five. <laughs> I mean, you're like, come on, it's, it holds eighteen thousand. You settle down, right? We only play forty-one games. It's true. There's a lot of people asking, but I'll tell you what, game one's for my family. Then after that, everyone's on their own. Like, it's too expensive. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, growing up, you're you're um, like you're seven or eight or nine, and, and the Leafs are are just amazing, right? It's these iconic names like Sittler and Salmi and McDonald and Palmateer. What do you remember about about watching on Saturday night or, or happen to go to the gardens when, when you're a little kid during it? What was a, it was a, I'm about your age. It was a really fun era to be a Leafs fan for, even though it was the Ballard era for those four or five or six years when they'd play the Flyers in the playoff and Lanny McDonald's goal. Tell me what you remember about it. Well, that, that you're exactly right. You, you've hit on all those memories. And I think, you know, I, when I think back to my Leaf days, Lanny McDonald was my hero. Uh, the first Leaf sweater I got for Christmas was Lanny's sweater. And when given the opportunity at the Marlies with the Marlies this year to hang up pictures in my office, it was McDonald, Sittler, and Tiger Williams. Those are the three guys that hung in my office at the Rico. So, you know, they had a huge impact on me. And, uh, you know, going to Maple Leaf Gardens and having an opportunity, the odd time, to watch those guys pregame skate or practice, uh, they were my heroes. And to think that, uh, you know, we play a, a, an impact and a role in young kids' lives in Toronto now, it's something that, uh, that I haven't forgotten. Steve Spot, our guest, the newest assistant coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, spent last season with the Toronto Marlies. Um, you see a lot of coaches that, you know, they transition right away from playing in the National Hockey League to, to going behind the bench. Now, you are more of a career coach. You've been coaching for, for 20 years, a long time in Plymouth, obviously, and a long time in, in Kitchener. I, I wonder what this news means to you. I mean, we all progress in our careers, and you know when, when you've made it or when you've accomplished your goal. Is this how you saw you know, the entire coaching game, the coaching career pan out for you, the route that it has? Well, you know, I sit in, you know, I do a lot of coaches' clinics. I'm a believer in giving back in, in, in the game. And I sit in the clinics and I look at those young 20-year-old uh, young men that are sitting in there wondering, you know, how are they going to do it? And, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy, nothing was given to me. I didn't have a father that played in the National Hockey League uh, or coached in the National Hockey League. I started in the GTHL and just grew. And, I was very fortunate to have Peter DeBoer take a chance on me in Plymouth uh, in, in 1996. Um, was around the CompuWare program, Peter Carmanis, Paul Maurice, and I was fortunate to be around good people. And then obviously we came into Kitchener and the rest is history. But, you know, I've always been a believer of trying to put myself in situations where there's good people. Um, I could tell you Dave Poulin, Dave Nonis, Claude Loisel were nothing but uh, honest and uh, tremendous to work with last year. And I'm looking this year to working more with Dave Nolis and Brendan uh, with the Leafs. But I've always tried to surround myself with good people, and thankfully it's paid off. Uh, Randy Carlisle is said to be, by some, to be on a quote-unquote short leash. Uh, that aside, uh, how would you compare philosophies with him? I, I guess they wouldn't want two assistant coaches who think hockey exactly the same way. The idea of, of pooling coaching knowledge, Steve, is is different ideas. And it's sort of like a band. This song will work here, that we should put this here, and, and, and that's... It is a group effort, even though Randy's the head coach, isn't it? Well, it is. And I think first and foremost, Randy's a Stanley Cup winner. He he knows what it takes to win a Stanley Cup. He's done it. Uh, he's coached the best players in the world. And, um, you know, I, I'm nothing but fortunate to work with him. 
And, you know, for me, working with him a little bit last year, you know, I think the philosophies are, are very much the same where he wants to be aggressive, he wants to attack, uh, he allows creativity. Uh, the challenge we're going to have this year um, is we're going to have to tighten up some areas, and, and, and that's obvious, and we're looking forward to that new challenge. But for me to work with Randy Carlisle, I'm very fortunate because I know that uh, for me it's going to be like going to school every day, so I'm excited about that. You know the organization. Obviously, you know everybody in the system from from spending that year with the Marlies and, and congratulations on on the real solid playoff run this is a year though Steve where, where a lot of people are talking about you know this guy could get a shot or this guy the Carter Ashtons of the world uh could be up with the big club Petter Granberg um you'll have some say who are you familiar enough uh with to say that that you know this this young guy might get a, a real good look next year well, you talked about Carter. Uh, you know, he's a player now that has to take the next step in his development. Peter Holland is another name that comes to mind where, you know, dominated in the American Hockey League when he was with us. And now, you know, hopefully we'll take advantage of an opportunity with the Leafs. And, and on the back end, we have those three young prospects, you know, with McWilliam, Percy, and Granberg that, um, you know, we are blessed with, with an awful abundance of, of, of young talent on the blue line. So, It'd be very exciting to see how Stu Percy, Petter Granberg, and Ange McWilliam come into training camp and push for opportunities. And Brendan has been very vocal about it. There are going to be jobs. There's going to be opportunity for players to come in and, and earn positions. And we've lost T.J. Brennan to the Islanders, so that opens up another hole potentially for young defensemen to come in and, and take a job. Corbidian Holzer is another name, guys. Uh, he's played in the National Hockey League. Had a tremendous year with me last year with the Marlies, and hopefully Corby can come in in great shape, as I know he will and push for uh, for another opportunity to play in the NHL. How far away is Josh Levo at this point? He's he's close. You know, the biggest challenge for Josh, uh, like all young pros, is, is learning to train every day, um, making sure when he does get in that he takes advantage of his opportunity by being trusted. Um, he's a player that uh, is just so extremely gifted offensively. Now it's just rounding out his game and learning to be a pro every day. But he's a National Hockey League player in my mind. It's just a matter of when that's going to be. It could be sooner and later. Uh, and a great name that, for you to mention because he is going to be given every opportunity, like a lot of these young guys, to push for a position in our lineup this year. People have suggested before you go, you, you could have a positive influence on, on David Clarkson. You were an assistant coach when he was with some of those very good Kitchener teams. That said, I, I mean, Andrew and I talk about this. He was he was criticized for for results last year. What's not fair to criticize him for is is the contract that, you know, nobody signs themselves. Anybody would take that deal. It's a dream opportunity for him. And at the same time, we all expect David Clarkson to be to be better. He'd be the first to say, I, I and did, I, I have to be better and I, and I will be better. What, what can you do to, to, what did you make of, of how last year went for him? It just felt like everything went, re- and, and that can happen in a professional's career sometimes. And it did. You know, it was the perfect storm for things to go negatively. And, you know, starting with the suspension, um, you know, it just, he never just seemed to get it back on the rails. There was an injury to his elbow. And it was just one of those years. And, you know, guys, you get up every morning and you, and you get to work. And you have good days and you have days that aren't so great. And, you know, I've always been a believer that although you're playing for the Toronto Marlies, you're playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs, it's a work environment. These guys come to work every day. And, and if I can have a small impact on making that environment a positive one because there's going to be times of adversity, then I think that's something that is a strength of mine. And I'll try to keep our locker room and I'll try to keep our, our team as positive as possible when we are dealing with adversity. But it's tough. You know, it, it, there's a high pressure. There's a high level of pressure in the city, as you guys well know. And 
I think David felt that a little bit last year. So I think he'll be better for it, and I'm excited about working with him this year and, and turning that corner. 